0: Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for February 19th, 2023. It is the last Sunday in the season of Epiphany. Please join in our call to worship. God of love, we need you now. Teach us to love those whom we have learned to hate Teach us to pray for our enemies. God of peace, we need you now. Teach us how to reconcile. God of joy, we need you now. Grant us wisdom where we would settle for easy answers. God of life, we need you now. Grant us love rooted in the eternal, the living, in you.
1: rescue me from danger, interposed his precious blood. Oh, to grace how
0: God bless us as we gather in the name of the Creator, the Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. pray. For the times we have lied to one another, and the times we have been lied to, heal us, Jesus, Savior of the world. For the times we have laughed at another's pain, and the times we have been laughed at, heal us, Jesus, Savior of the world. For the times we have betrayed a friend and the times we have been betrayed, heal us, Jesus, Savior of the world. For the times we have spoken when we should have remained silent and the times we have remained silent when we should have spoken, heal us, Jesus, Savior of the world. Jesus, Lamb of God, have mercy on us. Jesus, bearer of our sins, have mercy on us. Jesus, Redeemer of the world, give us peace. Amen. Our scripture today is Matthew five thirty-eight through 48 You have heard that it was said, An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you, and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Perfect, huh? Jesus wants us to be perfect. I can see some of you out there smiling a bit. We are old enough to know we aren't perfect. We are old enough to not even really try. Being perfect is all a bit much. The humorist Judith Viorst shares in her book, How Did I Get to Be 40 and Other Atrocities? I've finished Six Pillows in Needlepoint, and I'm reading Jane Austen and Kant, and I'm up to the pork with black beans in advanced Chinese cooking. I don't have to struggle to find myself, for I already know what I want. I want to be healthy and wise and extremely good-looking. I'm learning new glazes in pottery class, and I'm playing new chords in guitar, and in yoga, I'm starting to master the lotus position. I don't have to ponder priorities, for I already know what they are, to be good-looking, healthy, and wise, and adored in addition. I'm improving my serve with a tennis pro, and I'm practicing verb forms in Greek, and in primal scream therapy, all my frustrations are vented. I don't have to ask what I'm searching for, since I already know that I seek to be good-looking, healthy, and wise, and adored, and contented. I've bloomed in organic gardening, and in dance I have tightened my thighs, and in consciousness raising there's no one around who can top me. And I'm working all day, and I'm working all night to be good-looking, healthy, and wise, and adored, and contented, and brave, and well-read, and a marvelous hostess, and bilingual, athletic, artistic, won't someone please stop me? Judith Fjorst is a very funny woman, but I think she has hidden a hint of truth behind the veil of Laughter. I wonder if any of us kind of feel like Judith. We are working all day and working all night to be contented to be happy. Here we are at the very pinnacle of the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus gives us the hardest commands of all. Not that any of Jesus' commands have been easy. I don't think easy is Jesus' objective here. No, what Jesus is going for is laying out the demands of God's upside-down kingdom in as plain language as he can pronounce. It is not good enough, Jesus is saying, to simply be as righteous as the scribes and Pharisees who are about as righteous a bunch as you can get anywhere. No, Jesus' followers must go further. You have heard that it was said, Jesus reminds his listeners, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not swear falsely. Yes, we have heard all those things. But Jesus pushes us much farther. Do not even be angry. Do not even look at a person lustfully. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. God wants our hearts to be right not just our outward appearance. Then it gets really real. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Yes, that is simple justice, isn't it? That is Moses' law. That law was given to the people of Israel to keep revenge from running amok. Endless blood feuds like the Hatfields and McCoys or the Montagues and the Capulets. But Jesus does not look on this rule as simple justice. No, he says, we must go further. I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you, and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. This is hard teaching non-resistance, giving to anyone who begs or borrows, going the second mile when only one is expected, this is definitely not the way the world operates. We can argue with Jesus all we want, that this way is not practical, that no one else behaves this way, and that we don't want to make ourselves into doormats for heaven's sake. But I don't guess that Jesus would be impressed with our arguments, because he goes on from there. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. Our model, Jesus says, is not human beings, but God. Notice how God is kind to all, sending the sun to shine on both evil and good people, sending rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. God is good to everyone. Our model is God, not humans. Jesus makes that clear in the next few verses. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Our righteousness is not to be the same as the righteousness of ordinary people sinners and infidels like tax collectors and outsiders, our righteousness must go beyond what is expected. Then Jesus throws in the kicker, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The word perfect here means whole or complete, It is not the kind of perfection Judith Viorst was talking about in her poem. It is not a perfection that focuses on the self. This is a perfection, a wholeness, that embraces the other person's welfare. It is a perfection like God's that looks out for friend and foe alike. There is no limit on God's forgiveness, on God's love and grace, on God's mercy. When we put limits on whom to love, we are falling far short of God's perfection. How do we achieve this perfection? We can't, not on our own. We must lean on the One who is perfect always, and ask God to help us. Corrie Ten Boom lost many members of her family to Nazi death camps during World War II, including her beloved sister Betsy. The family was arrested for helping Jews escape, working with the underground resistance in Holland. After the war, Cory felt called to spread the story of her ordeal and of God's love in speeches around the world, but it was difficult for her to speak in Germany, so she avoided going there. But then she herself was put to the test. She got an invitation to speak at a church in Munich, after her talk, a man approached her, holding out his hand. What a beautiful message, Fraulein. Carrie froze. She recognized the man as a camp guard from Ravensbrook, although she could tell that he did not recognize her. He spoke, I became a Christian after the war. Your message about forgiveness touched me very much. You told about Camp Ravensbrück. I was a camp guard there. I have always wanted to ask forgiveness of someone personally, so I ask you, will you forgive me? It feels like my blood is freezing, Corey later recounted. There suddenly stands a man before me, co-responsible for the slow, horrible death of my dear Betsy, and he dares to ask me for forgiveness. All those beautiful sermons about forgiveness, but now I have to forgive myself. And I can't. I pray softly to Jesus, I don't want this, you have to help me. Then I realize forgiveness is not an emotion. It is an act of the will. The feeling is not there, but I can move my hand. Almost mechanically, I place my hand in his, and then something extraordinary happens. I suddenly feel a warm wave through my body, from my shoulder through my arm to our hands. I have to cry, I forgive you, brother, with all my heart. There we stood, the camp guard and the prisoner. For a long time we held hands, and never before have I experienced the love of God so deeply. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is calling us to perfection, but he doesn't mean for us to struggle alone. Jesus means for us to walk in God's grace, to lean upon the God who loves us beyond human understanding. There is no higher calling. Let us pray. O God, give us the grace to strive for your completeness, your perfection, with the help of your mighty love. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: It can
0: the benediction. Jesus reminds us that the old ways are not enough. God has given us a higher standard. May God bless us with grace to strive for God's standard of perfection. Amen.